1: Elizabeth Reese, I'm Marjorie Punnett, and this is episode 93 of Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. It is 2020, and it is year two of Best to the Nest. Two
2: years. It is World. so that is so exciting to me because I think yeah, we're kicking it off. I didn't expect that we would do it as consistently as we did. <laughs> Which brings us to our theme today, which is what did we do right in 2019 that we want to continue in 2020? And one of them is best to the nest. We it's want to make totally sure that we, we keep doing our Tuesdays and Thursdays on best to the nest because it has it been is, such a joy.
1: It's so true. And I love the whole perspective, though, of this idea of what we did right in 2019 that we want to carry on. This is the time of year, of course, when everyone is talking about their resolutions. Mm-hmm. They're talking about everything that they're going to do completely differently from. From what they did the year before. And, and you have a lovely thought process on how to enter the new year that we decided to talk about here on Best of the Nest. What is it, Marjorie?
2: It is that we are going to talk about what we did right in 2019 and what we're going to continue to do in 2020. I'm calling it New Year's affirmations as opposed to New Year's resolutions. This is good. And it was inspired by our, our guest, our last guest of 2019, Alicia Nimala. She talked about the sweet spot of life and we had such a great conversation conversation with her. And I think it was at the end of that podcast, it's like you asked her about New Year's resolutions. And I think you said to her, I know, Annalisa, you don't like New Year's resolutions. She's like, (laughs) no, I do not. And that's when we came up with the idea to do this instead. And I just wanted to share something which I thought was very sweet. And I just want to tell you this never happens in my family or very rarely where my sisters have listened to my work I was on the radio for about 12 years. It was accessible. I know, a really long
1: time. For so many hours a day, too.
2: So, yes, so I mean, so that was a long my- show that you guys did. <laughs> we did a four-hour show. That's a lot of hours of radio. Now, my family could have listened to it. There were ways to find it, but I didn't <laughs> expect them to. But both of my sisters, two of my three sisters, are actively listening to the podcast and my sister, I won't name her, I'll keep her anonymous. But one of my sisters wrote about our show with Annalisa Nimala Dearest Marjorie, I just listened to your podcast on health as I was working out in the gym, and it was just such a beautiful recognition of the journey of my past decade. It brought me such gratitude knowing that I had brought myself to such a deep place of peace and strength and health in the way that Annalisha was talking about. I work out not to be skinny, but because I want to be comfortable in my skin and want to be as strong on the outside as I am on the inside. It makes me feel limitless. What a joy your podcast was to listen. Thank you. Have an inspired 2020 filled with joy and health.
1: Oh, my gosh. Is everyone around you an amazing writer? I mean, (laughs) honestly, God. Okay, that's beautifully Isn't that, articulated. Isn't sweet? And then really sweet. And I think that is something so wonderful, I think, about what, What I've been getting in terms of feedback for this podcast, too, that just echoes what your sister had to say in terms of whether you feel like you listen to an episode and you're like, yeah, I'm right on there. Mm -hmm. I'm totally in it with that. I am totally jiving. Like, I think I've really got that on track. And then your sister and many people might listen to another episode and you find yourself crying in the car because you're like, I don't have that part together. I feel like I'm really struggling there. It's whatever point you're at in the journey of whatever angle we're talking about out is acceptable and celebrated and welcomed.
2: And I think what she was recognizing is, and what I liked about that text to me, was she was recognizing, I've been doing something right that's making me feel good. And shouldn't and, we all recognize those things? Right. Instead of, what haven't I done? What am I going to do better? What a crummy way to start the year. Yeah. I mean, really, when you think about, the, I mean, I think the most cliche resolution is, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight this year. What a horrible way to start the year. Sort of in deficit. So we're not doing that here. This is New Year's affirmation. So do you want to start with one of yours? What did you do really well in 2019 that you're going to continue in 2020?
1: Well, I think I got really good about prioritizing work and family. I'm I'm in a fortunate situation and in which I worked in my chosen field for a long time before I had children. And this is one of the greatest things about not having kids until you're like in your thirties, you know, the downside will be by the time they get married, I'll be 150, but whatever (laughs) they, I, you know, I, (laughs) I know I built up enough capital at my job and at my career that my worth was not a question when I decided to have kids. Yeah. And so it became easier. It's really been an easy, I don't know. I think it gets easier as it goes along. And this past year, I felt like I did a really good job of it, of of saying yes to the right things and saying no to the right things.
2: That's good. And you're going to keep doing it in 2020.
1: I'm going to keep doing it in 2020. Okay. Give me one of yours.
2: I became a pro-pro traveler. Way to go. I know. And I think it's because I totaled it up and I've taken more than 50 flights in 2019. Oh, you're going to hit some status, girl. That's a lot of flying. And so (laughs) I have it down to an art because my deal in staying, so my husband and I live in separate cities, is it's easier for me to go to him than it is for him to come to me. So I make most of the trips. So I have nailed what I need to wear. So I wear the exact same thing every time I travel because it's comfortable and I know I'm going to stay warm. And you
1: show up and Ian
2: goes, here she is again (laughs) in the same thing (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> is that not sexy? Very it's sexy totally to be in Because, you know, he knows just what he's going to get.
1: Yep. <laughs> he knows who
2: to look for. I see her. <laughs> She's wearing the same thing. <laughs> I bought a long, almost to the floor kind of puffer coat. Totally. Because yeah, my big biggest winner. problem is I'm always cold on a flight. And I have to take two flights every time I to get to Kansas. So that was actually I was looking for the right one because it was I remember reading something that Anthony Bourdain had written, which the most important thing is to have a, a squishable coat. You know, something that you can use as a pillow or something that's gonna keep you warm. And it's excellent advice. And so I found the right coat. So it just so happens coming back from Manhattan, I take a ton tiny plane first, and then I get on a bigger jet. The tiny one, there was something wrong with their heat. It was like 40 degrees in that plane. <laughs> but I had the big puffer coat, so I was fine. I have the proper headphones. I have the proper magazines all ready to go on texture. I, I have nailed everything I need to do. And I think my biggest splurge in 2019 was joining an airlines club. Yeah. So that I have a space because there's always – I'm connecting flights, so I always have an hour or two in between flights. And so now that hour or two, if it's early in the morning, I go into the club. They usually have avocado toast in the morning. I have cappuccino. It's very (laughs) nice. But it has just made the trip smooth. And I just decided if I'm going to be traveling this much, I have to do it in a way that from the moment I leave my house in Phoenix to the moment – that I get to Manhattan, it feels like vacation all the way there. And yeah, so I've done I that that's really great. well. Yeah. That's so good.
1: Yeah. Okay. My second one has to do with traveling too, and that is prioritizing girls trips. There you go. I did a girls trip to Nashville in 2019. I, did, I took a lot of time for girlfriends, even if it wasn't a trip. I felt like I really did a good job of just saying yes to girls' nights and organizing girls' nights and trying to get together for dinners, and I found that to be so restorative. And the funny thing about it is, is even when you have friends, you know, like I have friends that I've been friends with since I was 12, right, (laughs) that we have known each other through everything. And I did this girls' trip to Nashville with a few of them just within the last couple of months. And what was so fascinating about it is that the conversations that we had were deeper conversations than we'd had in years. And I think that can sometimes happen when you have old friends that, it's like, yeah, it's great. Everything's great and and whatever. And And to really get to a point where you're just super vulnerable and okay being vulnerable with what's going on with you and with your life and with your family, it takes time. And it takes more than just a dinner. It takes many dinners. And then it takes a trip away to be able to get to that. And Getting in girls trips, I've realized, is not just fun. It's not just about, like, getting away. I mean, it's about really restoring who I am. And that's priceless
2: and And I think restoring the nature of that true friendship, mm-hmm. because if you're not building memories, those friendships so quickly lapse into you just catch up with one another,
1: yeah, like, you yeah. Just and catch all you do up. when you get together is like, okay tell me, give me the laundry list of what's happening with people right instead of tell me what's really going on
2: and i I honestly believe in and I think this is something i I didn't do well, and we've talked about this in the past, but I think in your thirties and forties, you need those friends more than ever. You need those deep, long friendships to talk about the things that are pretty serious, whether it's – and I'm not saying this in your case, but whether it's about problems with your children, problems with your husband, financial issues, things that you really need somebody to help you Sort through that knows you and loves you, and I think that those get that gets really important. I think the older you get, so and on I think that trips great.
1: all of the above get talked about. <laughs> all of yeah, the above, I bet. It's, I bet it's so good. Okay, what else did you think that you did really well
2: in 2019 that we're carrying into the new year? I think, and I don't say this often, but I really thought about this question. I think I was a really good mother this year. Great. To a 28 year old and a 26 year old.
1: Listen, I have a pair of socks that
2: says parenting never ends. It never ends. It never ends. But I think what I did well was to be there when they asked me to be, but to back out when it wasn't appropriate me to be there anymore. And that's really hard as your kids get older. And and my kids are old. They're men to not give advice freely. Yeah. You have to be really careful about what you say and how you say it and to be supportive in what they want their life to look like even if it's not what you think their life should look like because if you trust them they're going to figure it out and they're going to do fine. But yeah. if you if you get too much into their business you're just going to chip away at their own at their confidence and their own intuition. And that, I think, is a horrible thing for a parent to do. So I, I think I did that really well last year. I think so that's really
1: great. And I actually think that's a really good, even just a lesson to think about, no matter how old your kids are. It's like mm-hmm. a great reminder for me that listening is the most important thing. Yeah, I think listening as a parent is so just, it's like underappreciated. It's understressed. It's that hard listening to do. and when they're little and they say "Mama, I want to tell you something. Mama, I want to tell you something." I've been thinking so much about when my kids do this that I li- I stop whatever and I listen Good. because I think whatever the little thing is that they want to tell me now is the big thing to them. Mm-hmm. And so when they get bigger, the big thing to them will be bigger and I want them to know that I'll listen then too.
2: Well, and th- that's so important because, remember, that's what we talked about with Dr. Heidi a little yeah. bit is setting up the patterns for conversation. But what you're doing is setting up the pattern for them to always feel like you will listen. And yeah. that, it, that, if, that, if that could be a message for anybody in 2020 with young kids, it's so easy to say, tell me later or not right now or sort of half pay attention to what they're saying because yeah, you're working. Yeah, or think it's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if they're telling you and they're coming to you, usually it is a big deal. It's a big deal no matter what. Okay, Uh, one more thing I
1: think I did well in 2019 that I'm carrying on into 2020 that I even just want to do more of, and I think just speaking it is going to make it bigger, is just streamlining things. Good. Streamlining things in terms of just finishing a task that I start right then, kind of one touching and getting it done. Being definitive in my thoughts, not apologizing for shortcuts that I take when I need them in certain seasons of my life. I'm talking to you, grocery delivery. I love having my groceries <laughs> delivered. <laughs> Setting up some more more automatic things that are just happening All right. uh, so that I can just keep things running smoothly in an efficient, streamlined Fashion.
2: Well, I'd love that. That's awesome. I know. That's why I just
1: set up a new monthly calendar for us for Best to the Nest, Marjorie. And I just gonna... invited you <laughs> to collaborate on this document with me.
2: Well, my last thing seems sort of frivolous, but it is, it is a victory for me. And something I did well in 2019 that I will continue and do even better in 2020 is I'm a better shopper. Ooh. And I am impulsive by nature. This will not surprise Elizabeth. I am no. impulsive. And I was an impulsive shopper for myself and for my family. And I think with heightened awareness of some of the issues that my son spent a year or two years talking about in our house, which was sustainability, it has made me much more intentional about what needs to come into my house. And especially because of the age that I am, I'm in my 50s, I don't really need much. What that means for me is most of what I purchase now is a want, and that's a bigger responsibility to judge that appropriately. Yeah. And so I did that well in 2019. I think I can do it better in 2020, but it's a growth process for me, and it's important. And I think for people listening, it's important if you can do that when you're younger than I am because it is all about saving money, being responsible being responsible to the earth, all of those good things. And I don't think I came to it early enough, but I did it last year, and I'm going to try harder this year. So I'm I'm proud of that. I'm much more intentional in what I bring into my house, which is important.
1: This is very good. What a mm-hmm. good way to look at the new year. Look at the positives, mm-hmm. the things that we loved about our lives in the year before, and then speak them into existence and expansion into the new year. I'm feeling very optimistic about 2020.
2: Yeah, we go into it already successful. <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. I think that's the way to
1: do it. It totally is the way to do it. And many more episodes of Best to the Nest to come. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. Or if you're one of Marjorie's sisters, just email it directly to her.
2: <laughs> that's right. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best to the Nest or go to besttothenest.com to subscribe to subscribe to our newsletter we are (laughs) i know isn't that exciting and just remember best of the must we are the podcast that brings you home
0: to be your best every day you need proven quality sleep every night science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental emotional and physical health